everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Life Dump. I'm not alone today. Um, I'm here with a good friend of mine and we're really excited to uh, do this episode for you guys. And um, we're going to be talking about uh, the self and self-discovery. This mysterious guest, of course, is uh, Miriam Kfouri. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever in the world you are. My name is Miriam Kfouri and I'm very humbled to be here today. We didn't really talk much in high school, but it was more after that that we kind of connected 100 yeah. but i remember <laughs> you standing out in my eyes a lot you were very different from a lot of the girls in our school and that definitely drew me to you your authenticity your individuality <laughs> you were very authentic to yourself oh you guys very... can't see i'm, <laughs> I'm blushing <laughs> And that was Thank very, uh, very appealing to me. So I'm pretty sure that that's the first, the reason why I took a first step towards like definitely establishing a friendship with you. But yeah, we're here to talk today about um, the self and self-discovery as uh, it's a theme that's very important to both of us. And um, maybe speaking for myself, it's something that, well, I feel like everyone struggles with knowing who they are. Right. It's more of like... A, Just something that keeps going, an ongoing theme in your life, just the self and discovering who you are. Your identity and all of that definitely plays an acute role in it. And it's definitely, I mean, hands down important when you're talking about yourself. We're talking about, there's, there's no proper way that I can highlight just how important it is to be in tune with yourself. I feel like it speaks for itself. Um, in a sense where like when you speak about the self you're talking about everything that encompasses your identity uh, that encompasses your conception of yourself your self-esteem you know all of that and that is a very important baggage to carry along in your life and it's very important that it be a healthy baggage yeah you have to try and be like at least try and be comfortable with who you are at the end of the day because As well as it's an ever-changing, as well as it's an ever-changing um, thing, uh, like what do you even call it? I don't even know. Like yourself is an ever-changing thing that you're not gonna. I don't feel like you're ever gonna pause and be like, oh, this is me. It's a, it's a constantly changing, evolving. I really hope for everybody. It's if you are to kind of place it on the spectrum, it's really a composition of the past your past self in you today and your potential future self uh, it, it's really not linear but it's a composition of literally like everything that you were and who you choose to be today and who you're going to choose to be tomorrow um so it's never really yeah. this kind of like concrete thing whether it's your environment um whether it's your like your social environment or just about your environment your home environment, your school environment, uh, your friends, your family, uh, those like some circumstances that you undergo in life, there's a lot of things that contribute uh, in the making yeah. of you. And some things contribute more than others. And it's mm. that's what, like when you said it's not concrete, like it's absolute, like if it's abstract, if anything. And that's why it's so hard to pinpoint exactly what the self is because I don't know if you remember philosophy class back in high school yeah but I remember <laughs> I remember we used to study like the self and 
what it means to be you and even then like like act, like studying it like um in an academic uh, environment like it was really hard to pinpoint even then what it truly was because like i remember the philosophers were also saying like this was an ever changing thing mm. you could never really sit down and seep into the comfort of knowing who you are because you never really know who you are you you mentioned it being something subjective and that's 100% the case i mean nobody is ever going to come to you and tell you that you are this that this that but i feel like the self is oftentimes a very flu subject for a lot of people um because they really kind of confuse it with their um identity their current identity And I feel like what plays a role in your identity is people around you a lot more than just you. What can I say? It's like a journey. It's a journey you undertake with yourself. You dive into yourself and you like ask yourself like the exactly. right questions to kind of unlock this <laughs> Pandora box of good and bad and all that comprises you. And it's not yeah. just the tip of the iceberg that people see that is like, oh, well, I am like this, I am like that. Understanding the self is understanding, okay, why are you like this? Also, like when you talk about the iceberg, if like to really put it in like through, like, um, uh, like, uh, like to really continue the metaphor, it's not only the, the tip of the iceberg and what's under it, it's why is the iceberg there, like you said, or what are these things that made the iceberg what it is today, you know? Like... I know I am these all these things, but like, where does all of that come from? And it's really, it's really, really hard because you're not going to remember everything that's happened to you and how exactly it's put you in a, your current situation. Sure, you might remember big things like moving or uh, getting into a relationship, different friendships and stuff. But the really subtle um, daily, like everyday things are the things that are eventually going to affect who you turn out to be five years from now, I feel. 100%. It Let's let's take the example, for example, <laughs> of traumas. Traumas are a response to a certain event. Right, so a certain event happens in your life that is particularly negative and makes you feel uh, a certain way. So the reaction that you have with that incident, for example, an abusive partner, an abusive family member, you, you get a traumatic reaction to that but oftentimes like people don't understand that they are a certain way uh, or that they have for example a certain defense mechanism yeah you can trace back to that one time this person said something to you and it just like traumatically hurt you this kind of brings us back to why i said that like the self this it's not really a linear thing it's a composition of of everything that you were and that you are today and that you will be i feel like it also like depends on who you will be and like the thing with traumas like you said it also um launches this this chain reaction of like emotion like from your behaviors and your attitudes towards life and then those attitudes and behaviors will then shape your life and so on and so on so it can either be a vicious or like um a vicious what are we going for here <laughs> like a vicious cycle like a good cycle or a bad cycle so the reason why we're giving um this like definition of the self is because we're also going to talk about our personal experiences with it and why why we chose this as a topic because we had so many topics like just 
flushing in and we're like, ah, which one do we choose? And uh, we eventually chose the self because we both feel a sort of connection to the theme. Our like self-discovery journeys, I feel like are both really different. And that's why I feel like it's so interesting to share more or less, of course, not an invasive sharing, but just sharing um, on the surface level of what we've been through. For, ex for instance, my self-discovery journey, like it, it's never ending, of course. And I feel like that's probably something that's common for everyone. Like it's just never ending. But at the same time for me, like I feel like there are certain things that helped me during my self-discovery that probably didn't help you or you had other um, alternative methods that um, were helping you discovering yourself. Absolutely. So I want to ask you, I want to <laughs> ask you, what are your tools for self-discovery, Miriam? <laughs> oh, wow. There's a lot of factors that have like contributed to my personal um my personal journey and the biggest tool um was introspection uh, mm -hmm. this ability to find comfort first of all with yourself alone without distractions being alone with your thoughts which is something that could be a little bit challenging for a lot of people today uh, considering just how stimulated we are and how short our attention span is Um, it can be a little bit uncomfortable to sit with yourself and ponder in your own thoughts. So that's the first step, I would say. It's to step into this unknown. Uh, put yourself in an uncomfortable position with yourself. Um, and when you're on your own and you start kind of allowing your thoughts to manifest, they start resurfacing all of the gunk that you repress. I use that metaphor all the time, the gunk, the gunk. It's so important because I was literally saying the, the, yesterday how it's so important to like, you, what is the, like a plunger? What yeah. The yeah. Like a plunger? <laughs> nice one. Yes. Nice one. <laughs> like to use a plunger to remove all that's drained there that you're not looking at, but it's all there and it's like, and because it's all there, it's like manifesting itself and things you don't necessarily realize just kind of imagine like long hair yeah clogging a sink because it's a disgusting process you kind of have to like dig in and remove the hair and all <laughs> of the nasty you know the nasties in order to have the water sift it's very it's very disgusting D this is like disclaimer for anybody who is like ever feeling like they have a void inside of them and they want to discover and understand that void i'm pretty sure a lot of people feel this way so everybody is different and is going to cope with things differently and that is a result of how this person grew up of uh, the environment and the society this person was in how this person was educated and so on and so forth so Um, everybody is going to have a different kind of uh, defense mechanism. Everybody's going to have their own ways of interpreting things. So I just want to say to you guys that this is going to be a very rough journey. Um, you need to accept that. You need to take ownership of yourself. That's very important. Uh, there are going to be times where uh, you're going to realize that you were actually sabotaging yourself. And you're just like, wait, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm like my best friend, girl. I'm, I'm here and I'm my number one supporter. And to you, I say liar. 
Because I know you have an inner critic inside your head that kicks we you. We all the, do. Yeah, that kicks you to the we curb and tells do. you, you're not good enough, or yeah. you're this, that, this, that. <laughs> so don't come into it. Yeah, and that's why it's so important to like really take it as a raw experience, no cover-ups, no nothing, and really sit down. So for you, it's introspection. Mm. And there are many ways to like introspect in like who you are and what your identity is. And we, we even talked about this uh, before. And how I told you, like, I used to talk to myself, like, genuinely and sit myself down. I, I remember when I was, how old was I? I was, like, 13 or something. And I was telling Miriam about this, um, that I was going through a really tough time for, like, the longest time ever, at least for that, from what I can remember. And I remember one day I was just so fed up. I was so fed up. I knew that it was all this gunk, basically, just <laughs> piling up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And... Talking, talking to myself like in the mirror, talking myself through it like for hours, like not all day, but like for a good amount of time that like so many things resurfaced, like you said. And um, I eventually I started crying because I, I knew so all these things were there, but I never necessarily owned up to it. You, you probably um, the you is general and I'm just speculating here, but you yeah. also probably didn't judge them as being something important. Yeah, and you probably exactly. just dismissed them and it, you dismissed them and were like, well, I'm, I'm talking out of experience right now, but I would dismiss a lot of things thinking that I was weak if I addressed them that. Uh, oh, my like, God, for sure. I cannot be vulnerable. What are you talking oh about? My God. No, I, I have to be strong. <laughs> like <laughs> this doesn't come in the manual of being a human being. What does come no, on, the on the manual, though, is is vulnerability and, and pain and just like acknowledging and associating it and and accepting it and just embracing it as a whole. So it was talking to yourself for you, introspection mm -hmm. for me. I do talk to myself a lot and people yeah. have a tendency to think I'm kind of messed up because I can have but it shouldn't it shouldn't be seen like that right right it's so sane it's so healthy mm -hmm. at least for me I have had full-blown conversations with myself and just just in having this conversation with yourself I usually do that in front of a mirror And you start asking yourself questions, right? So it, it comes back down to introspection. And people, like, you don't have to talk to yourself. You can journal about it, too. Because yeah. you write how you're feeling. You're, you're writing about how your day went or how you're feeling. And subconsciously, you're, you're tracing a pattern in what you're writing. Or you're tracing a pattern in the conversation that you're having with yourself. And it concretizes what is going on with you. So you get to reread and be like, wait a minute, this kind of makes sense that I'm like this, like that, like this, like that. Or that yeah. I react like this or that I react like that or that I feel this way, you know? Really, it helps paint an external picture of yourself. It gives you an external perspective of you. Yeah, yeah and I feel like... Writing, definitely such a good thing. Mm. Helped me so much. Mm. Um, I started writing last year when I was really going through it. And I realized that other, like, other than all the pros it, it has, writing, it really, my thoughts, I found my thoughts to go by so fast that I was kind of, I had a hard time trying to, trying to really understand them individually. So writing them down eventually gave me the chance to, 
chance to slow down my thought process and like sort of write down letter word for word really and and then I could get to concretizing like who I am and why I am who I what I am you know 100% you're absolutely right it it slows the pacing of your thoughts so much that you are actually able to look at them you are actually able to scrutinize your thoughts and and read through them and be like I'm actually kind of messed up. <laughs> the moment you kind of discover that I'm actually really messed up. I'm in a lot of yeah. pain. Uh, I'm borderline yeah. depressive. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so important. To, like, it's so important to not only be like um, there for yourself, but also can I say this to my friends who usually like if they're ever going through a hard time to think of yourself as a friend. Because mm. if you like listen if like we're all like looking in the mirror and being like you're this you're that things we would never say to other people and i feel like during your self-discovery journey it's also important to not necessarily always be so like interpersonal it can also be you can also like kind of step out of yourself in order to understand yourself better which is introspection like you're mentioning right it is very important yeah. because it's what worked for me but like a lot of healthcare professionals within like the medium of psychology will tell you that um like introspection is key you you do have to question things and you do have to ask yourself things and with regards to what you were saying about how you should treat yourself or see yourself as your friend kindness here is key um and yeah i can't stress that enough because that little voice inside your head can drive you crazy because we are our biggest (laughs) critics and Just about anybody can come and offer you comfort. But really, if you don't believe it between you and yourself, is it really... Everybody can tell you you're beautiful, but if you do not feel beautiful, then basta. I'm not pretty. It's not. Exactly. You have to really believe it. And that's why you have to be your own friend. You can can also be your critic. Mm -mm. You can also be a critic because it can help you grow, of course. But you have to be your friend as well to also be like, it's okay if you're not growing at the same pace you want to. Oh my God, yo, respecting <laughs> your own path and respecting your own growth, your own path and your own like, timeline. It's so, so important. And I feel like this alone can be a subject of itself. But yeah. um, it's really important to learn how to be kind to yourself because at the end of the day, your entourage changes. So you can't really depend off of others for validation. You have to learn to validate yourself. And the only yeah. way you can learn to validate yourself is from, in my humble opinion, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not here to give any like professional like <laughs> advice, but this is really what's yeah. worked for me. It's really what I understood from all of this. And being kind to yourself is a very, very crucial key. But not everybody is able to be kind with themselves. Not everybody no. understands why they need to be kind to themselves and the importance of that kind of kindness. And um, really, it isn't until you understand yourself, you dive into yourself and you understand how you've suffered, why you've suffered, what hurt you, what made you the person that you are today. Why do you deserve kindness? Why do you deserve to be kind with yourself? Why must you be kind with yourself? All of that. This is like, you can't take this leap. It has to be one step at a time. Yeah. 
And it's a very, like we said, gunky process. It's a very nasty process because a lot of painful things are going to come out. The reality of who you are very. will come out um, when you're alone with yourself. And you shouldn't be afraid of it. And it's important to also, after, after you sort of feel like you've reached a pleasant, uh, uh, let's say, you've sort of reached this point, like after your introspection and you've reached a point where you're like, oh, I, I'm... I understand myself now it's also you should never um, disregard the things you also don't like about yourself it's it's good to be like oh I am I am good because I do this I am this person I'm giving you can also give yourself all these kind adjectives it's fundamental but it's also it's also fundamental to notice the bad things about mm. yourself because if you never acknowledge it you're n it's never you're never gonna address it like we said earlier so 100%. it's always important look to at, do both. <laughs> look at the yin and yang symbol. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so really, I, it's, the perfect, it's the perfect description. So the good, the bad, the little bit of bad in the good, and the little bit of good in the bad. You can't yeah. just look at the good. I mean, look at a balance. Like a balance works both ways. There needs to be good and there needs to be bad. So the good you acknowledge, but the bad you acknowledge as well. Mm -hmm. it is what it they is they sort of intertwine <laughs> they do they do they balance each other you have to yeah. care for both of these aspects the good and the bad the pros the cons the hurt and the feel good the sadness and the happiness and all of that what makes you feel like this and what makes you feel like that at the end of the day when you master and you understand all of this you one can say that they have grasped a bit of a notion of the self Eventually, yeah. they start like establishing boundaries, healthy boundaries with people because they start understanding their values better um, and their worth better. And they're like, okay, well, um, clearly I cannot date people like that anymore. They start <laughs> opting for better. Uh, they yeah. yeah, striving all around uh, for better for themselves in whatever aspect, in whatever aspect that like made them hurt the most, I guess. Anyways. Yeah, es especially what you're saying like now about like I'm segueing into this part of self-discovery isn't only it's really good for you, but it's not only good for you. It's also good for the people around you, you know, <laughs> it's oh also God, good for the, 100%, people, <laughs> for the 100%. people around you because they start to notice that you're not sort of shoving these things down. You're, they if other people will start noticing that you yourself, you're not really scared of being who you are and also addressing the good and the bad. We are humans. We like to imitate each other. It's our nature mm. to just learn by imitation. Mm -hmm. I, I said this before in an episode. I don't remember, but like it's we, we like to process things in terms of how other people process them and compare it. So if we see that this person is doing good by going through this painful process of self-acknowledgement and self-discovery they will probably also dip their toes into this pool of gunk and maybe also see for themselves and what's wrong, not, not what's wrong with them, but what they could um, introspect on. Like yeah, themselves. what serves them or what doesn't serve them. That's a very interesting point, you know, that we grow from other people. This, the sense of identity is kind of like... Um, behaviors that you collect from people i mean for example so you look at someone and you're like well i really like the way 
um, yeah. uh, this person's eloquence. I really like, I, I, I'm very impressed by this person's eloquence right now. And it's inspiring me to work on my eloquence because I don't know how to speak. That's an example. <laughs> so, so you look at other people, and they can, uh, they can definitely contribute to your sense of identity. They can, they can add to it. But it's very important not to get lost in other people's ways. People around you really do contribute to the making of your identity because, like, they can inspire you to adopt um, certain qualities or certain behaviors. Yeah. But at the same time. Uh, it can be very detrimental because people can get lost in other people's ways. You know what I mean? Very, and, very much. Um, as they get lost in other people's ways, um, you know, they're going to tend to want to live through their eyes and not their own. Um, mm -hmm. They're going to have a tendency to want to like do things uh, for the public rather than for themselves to be seen a certain way or perceived a certain way. Like whatever <laughs> happened to doing things for you, you know? I wanted to ask you actually... So you mentioned that you've spoken to yourself. You've had like full-blown conversations with yourself. I was just really curious to know, when did you start realizing the importance of yourself? How did you, how did you figure this out? How did you sit and think, well, you know, there's something that might not be serving me right now? Yeah, well, at the time of like when I told you, like I really sat down for a couple hours and talked to myself, I was like tired of it I got tired of feeling it. I was like I shouldn't I shouldn't like I shouldn't lower my standard of life <laughs> and living to this painful process and yes. though I was still really young at the time but like it did really hit hard but when I look at it now even after I even after actually which is interesting I did talk to myself I kind of fell into my old ways where I didn't see it as um Like, even after when I turned 15, 16, maybe, I probably I was doing more or less good. But even when I did go through tough times, I kind of let go of this of this idea that, oh, I can just talk to myself. And, but it's so important to know that you're always there for you. You're not ever actually alone. You're always going to have this other person in front of you in the mirror that's going to be there to calm you down or give you some constructive criticism. I hope that's what we're doing. <laughs> But um, I would just look at my behavior and my thought patterns and I would think to myself, like, is this what I want? Is this what I w want to represent me? Rep like a representation, not for other people, but just as to know that this is what represents me. And if not, then I realized it was maybe time for another, um, yeah, another little bump in the journey, but something I could definitely overcome because I have in the past. And... Honestly, the saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, sure, I also I believe in that. But I also believe in just because you can hold something that kills you or hold something mm. that's traumatizing you doesn't mean you have to. Yeah, that's so true. I always used to tell like my friends about things that don't really necessarily serve them. So, for example, uh, you can be strong, yeah, 100%. But it doesn't mean that it's not hurting you. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's not weighing heavy on you. You don't have to be. For example, you see this really beautiful rose. And I mean, it's gorgeous. And you're holding it. But you're bleeding. Why are you bleeding? 
why are you still holding on to it it's thorny and it's hurting you and you're just like yeah but it's pretty think about this rose as um a certain habit that you have a certain behavior that you have look at it as your temperament for example uh the rose here is your temperament uh, and the thorns are the impacts that this temperament has on people and you and you and you're holding it and you're holding the rose that is metaphorically representing your temperament and you are bleeding and it is hurting you and that temperament is pushing people away from you and now you're starting to wonder for example well why do I not have a healthy social circle? Why uh, do I not have like good friends? Um, I don't have healthy relationships with people. And you start asking yourself questions to the point where it leads you to your temperament. Then and only then will you understand why holding this particular rose is painful and letting go of it. This purging cycle of looking into what is good and what is bad for you that will end when you die <laughs> basically <laughs> exactly but it's like i feel like it's not necessarily like such a bad thing because you're also going to notice so many good things about yourself that you may have not addressed before 100% 100% and actually you are going to be able to look back at yourself and be yeah. like well, this is where I was and this is where I am now. Exactly. And last exactly. year me, last year me would have never been okay with this. This yeah. year me is totally cool. She's with it. fine. She's, She's awesome. Fine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's it's important to have really bad phases in order to really appreciate the good ones. You need them. You need you them. Need you need them. them. You need them. <laughs> you can't see light if there's no darkness. Otherwise exactly. you're, you're just like what? You you cannot grow. If, if you didn't, I'm sorry, guys, if you didn't suffer, like it's, it's, it is what it is. That's how, that's humanity. So yeah, this was, um, this was the episode on the self and self-discovery and why it's important to have both good and bad and how it's important to balance it. And also with our toolbox, our little toolbox for uh, our self-discovery journey. So <laughs> introspection. <laughs> writing, talking to yourself, all these things that help you survive these little bumps in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so thankful that you joined me on the, this episode uh, because you have a lot of things to say on this topic. And um, for the people who are interested, uh, where can they find you, Miss Miriam? Well, uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm only on Instagram. So for those who, like for those who are interested... Uh, it's just miriam.kfuri. Nothing too extraordinary. By the way, thank you so much uh, for your kind words and for having me on uh, your podcast. You you had me the minute you said, okay, well, I want to talk about the self. I'm like, girl, <laughs> I packed my bags. I'm like, I'm going to Amsterdam. We're doing this in person if I have to. It's a very interesting topic for me. And really, thank you so much for having me and considering me as a co uh, wow i was gonna say co-host not even <laughs> as a guest <laughs> to discuss this topic <laughs> of course dude no of course really it's such a pleasure having you and um yeah looking forward to more um guests and maybe uh, episode two with me hey hey i'm uh, hey i wouldn't say no 
I wouldn't right? say no to that. Yeah, yeah I hope <laughs> you guys enjoyed listening to this. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening.